0: Podcast is part
1: of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to week five. It's a gameplay podcast, and I have with me, as I so often do, Foot Legend Air Japes. Hello, welcome back. Hello, Ben. Happy to be back. Happy to
2: hopefully get some tips to improve my own gameplay here. Mm. Not as dominant as I would like to be at the
1: moment. Yeah, uh, we can talk about that, and we'll also be talking to Josh XLs back again. I mean, what is this five out of five gameplay podcasts as a record? I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, like I I do feel like when it's a new game, that there's there's plenty of areas to to try and just kind of work out like what is overpowered, what is the meta, and feels like we're beginning to settle into it, we're beginning to get you know kind of repeat questions. But I still think there's there's little foibles here and there that that we can still work out.
1: Yeah, definitely. And our next guest I don't think has been on a gameplay podcast in 24 yet, unless it was really early. It is EWL Cup commentator Richard Buckley. Hello, welcome back.
3: Hello, thank you as always for the invite. Uh, Yeah, no gameplay yet, but hopeful Mm -hmm. to uh, spread some knowledge today. Yeah, well that's
1: the interesting thing. You've been watching a lot of pro play as you'd expect and uh, that certainly brings out a few things that we might not have necessarily noticed um, in the games that we've played. Now, one thing I actually wanted to start, just as you've not been on this podcast before, I feel like this is probably one of the biggest changes we've had to gameplay. Possibly what, even since you started kind of in the scene, would you say that the gameplay is really quite different?
3: Yes, I think 19 was like crazy different. Mm. For the simple fact that there was like time finishing goalkeeper movement, like big gameplay adjustments that were really really strong. But I think this year with playstyles, like it's it's a similar level change to be honest. The especially some of those playstyle pluses just completely changed the way that you play the game. Alongside that, with left stick dribbling being super nice, and some of the uh, animations, shall I say, with defending and. Uh, how you've got to change defensive style almost. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it does feel different.
1: Yeah, we normally start, you know, by talking about players, personnel, if you like. Have there been particular play styles you've noticed pros really trying to get hold of at that top end, which kind of make that much of a difference?
3: Finesse, Travella, mm. plus both just, just crazy. Like Alex Morgan is, is a sub for most players because the finesse plus, like just the mm. the fact that you can hit it either foot with the five star weak foot on a finesse shot. And there's a good chance if the keeper doesn't move, it goes in is like something that we've not had in a lot of years. Mm. It's not essential, but I've seen a uh, one pro in particular. I can't recall his name right now. Who's been using John Risa as his left back (laughs) and just every free kick from like 35 yards out and and close just goes in like it just bangs it I've been personally I I, I did the David Beckham SPC, and any sort of corner I feel really confident that I'm going to score because I can pinpoint it exactly where I want it but I also think as the game evolves play styles will sort of ebb and flow like what's really strong and what's not which is also a good thing Mm.
1: Josh, actually, uh, one thing that I think would be worth mentioning is Richard has spoken about Corners briefly there. I know you're pretty consistent with Corners. The way that you do it as well is pretty simple. And with us running this account, I've adopted, or or I guess honed because I was doing a similar thing anyway, um, my technique on Corners. Do you want to explain just simply how you're you're setting those up?
0: Yeah, so this kind of works regardless of whether you've got the set piece um, playstyle or playstyle plus. It works better if you've got at least it as a basic playstyle, but it works with kind of anybody. But essentially if somebody doesn't bring their keeper out, you can get a free header nine times out of ten six yards out by not changing where you strike the ball at all, but just moving your aim point almost all the way to the goal if you're doing an outswinger, so kind of moving it right if you're using a right footer and swinging it away, and it kind of swings it out towards the edge of the six-yard box, where usually your best header of the ball will be there. You need to have a, a good header of the ball, like if you, you know, when sometimes you'll have Sam Kerr in there, and she's not going to win those headers. But um, you know, if you've got like loads of people have Darwin Nunez as their foundation, if he's up there, he tends to win most of them. Um, and then in terms of like the in swinging ones, if you just move it out to the penalty spot, and it's just over three bars, like three and a quarter bars of power and it just falls in the same spot every time and like you can tell within about you know half a second of the ball being put in just by the movement of the players whether you've got the header or not and if you've got it 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 will go in the back of the net it's it's a fairly like consistent way to just get free header six shots out obviously if people move their keeper out it then becomes you then have to change it up in either Like if you've got somebody with the whipped cross play style, put them on the corner, play it short, one, two, whipped cross, that tends to work most of the time. Or you can just score direct from the corner, especially if you've got set set piece plus. It's very easy to score direct from corners this year. So yeah, that's kind of the basic technique of people not moving their keeper out is don't touch where you strike the ball just over three bars of power. And if it's an outswinger, put it at the keeper. If it's an inswinger, put it on
1: the penalty spot. Yeah. And what I tend to do is if they move the keeper out, but don't move them forward at all, you know, how you can switch by flicking right stick. I think you can do it by pressing it L1 or LB, right? Uh, To one of the players in the box and just move that player basically to the front post and kind of run them across the front post. But you're basically aiming with the kick taker into the goal and then you just get touch um, and put it in. That's like super easy if they don't move their keeper towards the front post. I think in terms of where you want to put your keeper, you do want to use the you know keeper movement, basically to just move them out slightly. I would say, um, just towards I guess the six yard box, slightly further forward. I guess not just directly out um, tends to help. Another thing you've seen from pros, Richard, on corners that's worth mentioning.
3: There's one where it's play short, your corner, the kick taker then runs past the play, you knock it back, back post cross, and you mm. the the good header it like typically it's like a center back will sort of meander towards the back post and especially if they've got aerial or aerial plus sometimes you'll even out jump the keeper so that's also one like (laughs) if if you have got someone who is moving around with the goalkeeper with the right stick you can do a little short variation
1: yeah that makes sense is there anyone we talked about personnel a little bit earlier but anyone yourself you've been really enjoying from a gameplay perspective. Or not, actually, you know. Uh, just a review, really.
3: Well, I, I had a pretty good weekend. Finished 18-2. and two, Ooh. Which I was quite happy with. Mm. Who did I really enjoy? I, I've been... I really, really liked David Beckham. I thought he was, like, very nice to play with. Uh, it might just be the fact that I just finished Doc on Netflix and was just infatuated <laughs> with this man. But... I felt like he he fitted my team quite well, and he, he he fulfilled his role. Whether it was out at right mid playing a four four two or in centre mid as well, I've still got a lot of love for my evolutions, Ferran Torres, that I've been a big big fan of for a long time. He's out on the left, just just doing his doing his magic. Benzema as well. I'm not sure if you've spoken about him before on the gameplay pod, but he's just Incredible! He was leading the line yeah. this weekend, and he's so good for like a fraction of the price that he should be going for. I think if he's in another league, he's three times the price that he is. Like mm-hmm. incredible player, finesse shot plus, he can also turn really well. Left stick in the box, I've got confidence shooting on either foot. He's dominant in the air. Like he's a very, very well rounded striker. If you can get an icon in with maybe a French manager or a couple of French players in there as well. Maybe a French icon centre-back. Yeah, that's maybe named Laurel. <laughs> yeah, he's really, really nice. So that's three sort of quick ones there that will were, were leading my team this weekend, shall I say.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've also got Kante, right, for the perfect link.
3: I used Kante. It went great. I didn't, I didn't really like it. Oh, him. okay, fair enough. Yeah, I
2: mean,
1: he's a bit slow Yeah.
2: He? I used Kante in the first... Uh, first weekend league and the the thing that makes conte fun is you can toss aggressive interceptions on him and because of his like relentless plus he just like you you kind of have to use aggressive interceptions on him let me let me rephrase that because when i didn't use that he um
3: he was not so great one thing that i did do this weekend so my first weekend league i was quite poor i think i got like 12 13 wins like i really struggled and it might have been all placebo it might have been the main factor i went and bought a proper goalkeeper this weekend like i was mm-hmm. using a like an 83 rated keeper so i splashed the coins i went and bought peter Schmeichel. and mm-hmm. i just felt so much more confidence like i kept a lot of clean sheets this weekend i'm not sure if he's the reason why or i was just playing the game more over the last 7 days i've, I've got better at the game but i felt really good defensively. I think I kept eight 1-0 wins over the course of the 20 games that I played and it was just... I felt really strong at the back.
1: I think that's actually a really good tip because the fact is, the way the game is, you're going to concede shots, right, on your goal and actually, you know, knowing that your keeper is going to be able to save certain shots in certain positions so you can kind of let them have those shots feels necessary because you can't stop kind of every angle uh, of shot on goal. So, yeah, no, I think that is a great point. And, and, you know, you don't need even need to go as high as someone like Schmeichel. I mean, Courtois is kind of expensive, but he is really good. Courtois is insane. Um, and I've been using Manion, and I think he's pretty good as well, actually. In fact, I swapped Manion for Giroud in form and have been really impressed with Inform Giroud. Uh, like, I think he might be better than Big Mike, actually, uh, which sort of surprised me. But... Uh, the the fact that he is, I think, a bit taller, um, his stats are still really good, especially if you put a glove on him. And obviously, if you need to pass back to the keeper to evade that pressure, uh, he's really, really good on the ball, way better than any other keeper would be. So he's worth a look.
0: He also has 99 reactions. I think that's the biggest the biggest thing with him. Yeah, so he has the highest reactions
1: of any goalkeeper in the game by some distance. And it's interesting because no other goalkeeper that has been released as a special item, I don't think has had an increase in reactions or certainly no team of the week ones. So presumably maybe the fact that he's an outfield keeper meant it was technically possible for them to do that. Um, whereas with the other keepers, it doesn't seem that it is possible. So there's a good chance that you know, he stays as one of the highest reaction keepers in the game. So yeah. Uh, He's pretty cheap as well, so he's worth a little look for novelty alone. Yeah, any other sort of personnel shouts that people want to make? Josh, maybe come
0: to you? I've kind of struggled a bit this week, I'll be honest. Like, I I think... You know, I did have my thirtieth on Friday, so I've not played too many games. But from what I have played, I've I tended to play with a very similar team. And I think the player that keeps coming to mind, that's super consistent, that pops up when you need them to, that plays the right pass, is secure on the ball, is that road to the knockout Modric. And it still his price still blows my mind. He has gone up since he went out of packs. But like even banging Travellers from thirty yards out, he is just he's like a get out of jail free card in that midfield and especially when people have got that hard press going on he is he's brilliant at just playing it into because you know his first touch is going to be good and you know he can distribute it well I, I, I like he he went down i think as low as like 230k at some point he's he's up over 300k mm. now and i really really think he's probably my favorite midfielder on the game now m- my usage has been limited of some of the 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 top end midfielders, but for a like technical midfielder that can actually defend rather than trying to use somebody like Bruno Fernandes or Kevin De Bruyne, he is he's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, obviously you've been
1: playing with him as well and he's really, really good. I think we should probably take a little break here because I'd like to come back and talk about perhaps Richard, what made the difference with such a huge improvement in your champs record? We'll be back just after this. Hello, welcome back after the break. As I mentioned just before we took that break, Richard, huge improvement in terms of your record in champs, what, 13 to 18? You mentioned a bit about what might have made the difference, but uh, what did you think made the difference? And also, what tactic were you using, actually? Because we talked about that last week, but obviously we didn't hear from you.
3: I just didn't stream. Mm. I played my games off stream, and just I was, <laughs> just one more. Like I'd love to be able to tell you that it was something like a magic trick, or... But I just played them in my own time. I split them up better. Last weekend, I played all 20 on the Sunday evening. Right. This weekend, I played spread over the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I did have Beckham this weekend, which I didn't last weekend. Defense was exactly the same. And I bought a goalkeeper in, a proper goalkeeper. But yeah, nothing really too drastic in, in personnel changes. The tactics that I used were balanced defensive style, width of 50, Depth 72, offense balanced, chance creation balanced, width balanced, uh, width 50, and then everything else untouched. For the instructions, nothing on any player other than my two fullbacks on stay or attacking.
1: Mm. Wow. So, yeah, no instructions at all. I mean, I feel like what you said before, though, about being able to split up your games, you know, it's not always possible for everyone, but especially when you're approaching what is a very different gameplay experience to what you are probably used to, because I think there are a lot of changes this cycle, being kind of switched on for the games you're playing. And actually, I don't know, I feel like we had this conversation before at some point, maybe with a coach where they would say, you know, you have to be present for all those games, not be thinking about the game you just had or the game that you might have next, or uh, maybe other things that might distract you and when you play a lot of games in succession it's very hard for you to be in the right frame of mind for every game and especially at the start of a game where as i said there's just so much to take in it's probably extra important to do that if you can so
3: i would also say one thing that not necessarily saved me but i've got quite a strong bench and going late into games being able to bring on five really good players Mm and basically just completely refresh your... Like, if you're playing a 4-4-2, you can refresh your entire midfield. Yeah. Is, like, super strong. So pay a bit more... Like, pay attention to the players that you're going to be bringing on off the bench.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. It's interesting, actually, in terms of... You always keep your tactics very minimal, right? But you have gone for that 72 depth, which has really become... I guess you could probably call it this point meta. It is something that we talked about on last week's podcast but it's something that people keep asking about. So I think we should probably talk about it again. The biggest thing people are frustrated about around this is basically how hard it is to get away from that press that is automatic, basically, when you uh, regain possession of the ball. Your opponent is suddenly there pressing you with quite a few of their attackers, basically. Richard yourself, what are you doing in that situation? Is there a particular kind of pattern of play you tend to
3: use when I feel like I'm getting pressed when I know someone is, is, is pressing high up the pitch square the any sort of lobbed pass is your best friend to get out the way that the game sort of will set up it's pretty much like a it's an overall ballside-esque where you oh, every player will sort of run over to one side a switch of play what I found having my two I've actually put catalyst on both my centre-backs to try and maximise the passing as much as possible, to be able to get out of danger and chip the ball out to alleviate that press coming in. Mm -hmm. The other reason I like the 4-4-2 because having just that natural width of the left mid and right mid for the out ball, I've got Torres on the left and Beckham on the right who are also pretty tall, so the chance of me winning that flick down is improved. It's just like... Just trying to keep, keep your keep me composure when that press is coming in, and the number one sort of piece of advice: just don't. If you can see people pressing you, don't try and. Unless you're really confident, if you try and pass out, you will make a mistake and you will get the ball away. Mm. Like there's sometimes nothing wrong with just chipping it out wide. I think you just have to
2: like accept the fact that when people are playing like that style of press the their meaning the like opposition strikers are going to have an act to just nip the ball off your center back. So don't play with fire. Yeah. Like, just, just don't do it. And if you like avoid those scenarios and stop trying to play through the middle, like it's, I feel like it's not that challenging to get around the press.
0: One thing I'd say as well with, with the press is something I see people not use a lot and I don't really understand it is their goalkeeper like you can pass the ball back to your goalkeeper and very rarely will a computer-controlled player press your keeper. So if you're somebody who feels like they don't have enough time to react, don't have that obvious out ball, pass it back to your goalkeeper. You like get rid of that initial press that happens and then you can put a long ball out to wing to or up to a tall striker, there will be somewhere on the pitch where you have an advantage in a matchup either aerially or you'll just have an extra player who's a bit more free. If your opposition like takes an attacker to go and press you, that usually means you've then got an easier pass into your back line and then you could start building the play up then. Like using, I, I see so many people try and dribble past an attacker when they could just easily play it back to their keeper and just not take that risk. Like, the keepers are obnoxiously good at taking touches and passing. So utilize them massively, especially if you're using Olivier Giroud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was going to say, although Giroud is better than most keepers,
1: keepers are really weirdly good on the ball. Like way too consistent versus what they're like in in real life, I would say. Um, but yeah, use that to your advantage. The other thing I was going to add, and the thing that I think makes people really frustrated, is that when you are a goal down in a game, and this pressure is coming at you, you're like, well, I can see my player through this probably too tight gap. And if I get it to them, then I'm going to have a great attacking opportunity and maybe I can get the equalizer. So people have a tendency to start to force it, of course, when they are a goal or two down. And then that can kind of make it worse because you're essentially forcing passes in a position where they're going to find it easy to pick it off you. And then you've got to go another goal down and then you do the same thing again. So it's really important to think, actually, although the pass through these players might look tempting or to kind of hold the ball, try and dribble around the player, perhaps it might be tempting. You really just got to accept that you have to ping it out to someone else, probably a bit further away to then start your attack. And actually that's going to give you an advantage. Although the criticism I would have, maybe Japes, is that actually the players do recover really quite quickly and come back fast. Do they?
2: I feel like my team is always in a sense of like chasing backwards if I try to like press. Yeah. Maybe I'm not using pacey enough center backs or like defenders in general, but I feel like I'm in con- a constant state of like chasing backwards at my opponent. I guess it's not
1: the center backs and fullbacks, but like the midfield and attackers seem to recover fairly quick. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe it's not really that different.
0: Yeah, I, I, like, I will say there, there's several times when you can maybe have like broken the press and have the ball out on the wing and like your central centre mid or like a defensive midfielder will be completely open in the middle of the park but you can't pass the ball to them because they'll be an opposition striker or cam that is like full sprinting back to get into defensive shape and your your midfielder won't make the run to just maintain that bit of space between them and so it just immediately gets intercepted Mm. yeah
2: i feel i i would more so agree with that i feel like i'm in a constant state of trying to like or having watching like Antoine Griezmann as a cam just like sprint back and like catch Erling Holland, And I'm like, I don't understand what's (laughs) happening in this game anymore.
1: Japes, I know you were raising before we started recording about defending and some specifics you were hoping maybe, I don't know, Richard might have a tip for you on.
2: My defenders seem to turn so much slower than the opposition attackers. Like uh, Rodrigo is the, like I just don't want to play against him at all. At this point, because people like they just spin around, they turn so, so quickly. And the close control dribbling feels for me like it feels impossible to take the ball off of them. And I don't know if it's now something that I'm doing wrong, but this is like I've never had an issue with it in past years. And this year, I just can't seem to take the ball away from them. And I don't really understand why. I also feel like I'm kind of bad at like close control dribbling this year or left stick dribbling relative to previous years, and I like I don't feel like I've changed that much. So I'm I'm trying to figure out what the what the deal is here.
3: Yeah, I mean I, I get where you're coming from, Jabes. Who are your two center backs at the moment? Previously, I was using
2: uh, I had Blanc before his SBC came out, um, yeah. and then I sold him because I, I still might do the SPC. And then I'm using uh, Kohler, the uh, hero card. The hero, yeah, the German. Yeah, who, who I actually quite like. But I, like, even not the craziest quick attackers seem to just, like, be able to turn and go
3: at a pace that I'm, like, not able to keep up with. I'll be honest, Van Dyke just saves me a lot. His recovery pace when he gets burned feels really fast. Mm. I suppose, like, are you talking when say your opponent's in the box left stick and then just accelerates away yeah it could be
2: like left stick or out wide i'm like i don't understand what mechanic they're using to turn and go like this and i don't know if it's like me using occasionally getting lazy and using like a second man press and so my player's momentum is going like the wrong way so when i try to switch it's like not working it doesn't switch quick enough yeah Yeah, every match that I play is just a player who seems to be perhaps like a better dribbler, I guess, than me. Like, I, I feel like defensively, I'm just exposed all the time because I'm just playing players that do some type of like close control spin around dribbling. And then they just like accelerate away. And if I try to press them, I like call a second man or something. And then it like leaves a wide open
1: through ball. And I have no chance. I think maybe what this is, is people timing their uh, controlled sprint with R1RB at kind of the right moment as you slightly start to commit. And then they can just get that accelerated dribbling to kind of move around. Because I feel like, and I need to experiment with it a bit more, that if you kind of hit the sprint button or accelerate, I have analog sprint on. So I guess this is maybe only possible when doing this. I don't know. You hit the sprint, and so your player starts to move forward a bit quicker. And then you hold R1 or RB. And I don't know whether it's that specifically, but certainly you can get a kind of nice speed boost. Almost like, you know, before I think JPC used to do this, where you used to hold L1 or LB um, and then accelerate out of that. It kind of reminds me of that if you time it right and get the control sprint in the right place. Yeah, but how do
2: you defend that? Well, that's the question. Yeah. <laughs> that's my that's my big issue, is I feel like like there are like players that have seemingly already like mastered this mechanic, which is like great good for them, but i the mechanic feels so strong mm.
3: compared to the defensive uh, work, like yeah.
2: defense d- yeah, compared to the defensive inputs that I have to deal with it, i like I no longer am trying to defend like or I feel like i'm I'm incentivized to try to like mechanic my way into goals, but defensively, like I can't mechanic my way into pressing. That makes sense. Like, I just have to like not try to take the ball away from them and just let the AI do it. And I like I, I just I'm like not having that much fun with it.
1: I watched an Alex B video, I think he he was on the podcast what two weeks ago now. I posted one on Twitter saying he was really struggling defensively, and then this is what I did to improve my defensive ability. One of the things he actually mentioned was hard tackle, which is where you hold R1 slash RB and press the stand tackle button, which does a sort of bigger reach tackle, I guess, and is more aggressive. I mean, it's more likely, I guess, to cause a foul, but I feel like fouls are fairly common anyway defending. And I think what you're suggesting is if someone's trying to controlled sprint round you, especially if you have a very good tackler, they are actually going to reach out a bit further to to win the ball, kind of beyond the sort of normal radius of a tackle. So it's something that I've been meaning to get to grips with properly. I've only tried it a little bit because I only saw the video recently. But I do think that could potentially help. But the other thing he was actually saying is to use advanced defending rather than the tactical defending that, of course, was the default previously. Uh, and I'd be interested to know, what are people using at the moment, James? Do you uh, stick with advanced? Or you I, yeah, I use the I use the advanced defending. Yeah. I don't know. What are you doing,
2: Richard, actually? I'm on tactical. I'm like thinking about going back to tactical because I'm like the only thing that has changed for me is I have gone to this advanced defending.
3: Yeah. I mean I I've seen a lot of people talk about advanced defending. I've I was I was tempted to try it and then I sort of had I felt like I was having a lot of success defensively, so I don't want to now change. If I go back to leaking a lot of goals, I probably will change it over and and see what see what I can do on advanced, but um for me, I'm I'm still on tactical, yeah. I just, like, if I try to use
2: left, left, the, like, left trigger to defend, players just go, like, they just cruise past me.
1: As in jockey, yeah.
2: Yeah. If you go one way, the, like, my players just will not shuffle back the other way at all. So I part of me is like, do I just need to go out there and get players that have, like, is it jockey playstyle or bus? And just get Koundé and whatever and just accept the game for what it is and that's, like, what the meta's
1: gonna be? And... I do think, yeah, again, we're in this annoying issue where we basically have a very limited pool of viable centre-backs, again. It just always annoys me every cycle. Like, I had Koundé for, well, until this weekend. But yeah, Koundé is just ridiculous. Like, he's a cheat code because he's just so uh, mobile in defence because he's jo- got jockey, obviously. He's got quick step so he can recover as well and fairly agile as well. So I never ha- really had that issue with people you know, going past him in the same way that you talked about there. And I think basically what the point was that Alex was making in this video, I think if you are using someone who isn't so mobile, you essentially have to use something like a hard tackle to reach the player, to get to the player before they go past you. Or he was suggesting using like seal outs through the advanced defending and was saying that he was struggling initially with it, but eventually got there. So it's really difficult because attacking has been made so much stronger, this cycle, I feel. And... There are these tools defensively but it still feels like hardly anyone's actually got to grips with how to use them
0: yeah i i think going on back to the point that japes made that it like attacking is very active this year but it feels like defensively you have to be passive to a point that get your games are kind of decided on those points where you can no longer be passive defensively and have to get actively involved because if you are better than your opponent in those moments, you'll most likely to win the game. And if you're worse, you're most likely going to lose the game. And it feels almost like reductive to talk about games like that, but that's what it feels like, especially in tight matches. I mean, the biggest thing I've stopped doing is second man pressing, which I feel like was a massive part of how I defended in previous FIFAs. Mm. And I will say the biggest thing that I noticed happening against me that I've stopped and have started adding into my game is when a ball is played out to a winger specifically and the wing back is coming up to press behind them, just holding R1 and kind of rotating around, you get very quick turn, like either direction. And it very often feels like because the the wing-back's been kind of switched into to put the pressure on, and because their momentum's going forward, I can get three, four, five yards of separation from that wing-back with my winger and kind of just be in down the side. The only way I've found to stop that from happening is, like, you have to switch into the wing-back very quickly and just back off. Like, just give the person the ability to turn and kind of face up against you. And it's dangerous because then they can just beat you another way, but, like, it's it's... Especially with like the four four two, and I'm seeing more four triple two and four two four as well. I've seen quite a few times now. It it's very like man on man in that defensive line. And if if you are or if you were an aggressive defender, which I feel like the best players or or at least players that maybe weren't pro but were very high level players were always quite aggressive defensively. I just don't think you can play like that this year and be like as successful mm. because You know, stuff like the effort dribble touch, which I don't really see anybody talk about, but I definitely feel like I see the animations of that in-game, are huge for just getting past a player. And I, I also feel like in previous FIFAs, if you beat somebody... Mm. Or, or in previous FIFAs, and now we're an FC, like, if when you beat somebody, the defender would be able to get back really quickly, and it was like you had to beat them and then almost move the ball on fairly quick, otherwise you that defender would be back at you. This year it feels like the defender commits and is no longer in the game if you've gone past them. Uh, yeah, it's it, it does feel like it's been weighted. I have a lot more 6-5s than I do 1-0s. I think that
2: I'm going to go back to dribbling. Like as I've been listening to you guys talk about it and like also processing it, I think that if it is indeed that R1 mechanic that is the controlled sprint Mm. or RB, uh, like there was not an introduction of a mechanic defensively. Like it's if it's still left trigger, that is meant to be your like quick shifting defensive thing, but you can't actually keep up with how quickly players can go into that controlled sprint, what are you left to do? Mm. I was watching Messi highlights versus Peru yesterday, like from the soccer like subreddit, and they were like, oh my gosh, look at this Messi turn. And I was like, that is my opponent's attack
1: with every single player <laughs> every time that I play against them. Yeah, although we should say there is sprint jockey, obviously, where you hold the sprint button and jockey which is LT or the left trigger at the same time. And that should, in theory, mean that you can jockey quicker. Although I would say, again, I think that analog sprint is actually quite helpful there for moderating your jockey speed, which sometimes can be too fast, basically, uh, for controlled sprint. But also, yeah, too slow at times too. So worth considering. Anyway, we should take a break. I want to cover what we've had in terms of the patch, which, yeah, is mainly bug fixes, but I think there's still a little bit to discuss there. We'll be back in just a second. Hello, listener. An important thing to say here is that there's a 36,000 FC point giveaway going on on the Patreon. And not only that, but there's a free trial as well. So you can get access and listen to support episodes for a limited window. And then if you'd like to, you can continue to stay and support for just three pounds a month and you'll get double the podcast content. There really has never been a better time to support if you've been considering doing so. And uh, the way you can find that is by just searching support for weekly or following the link in the description of this podcast. You can also go to bit.ly slash more pod. It'd be a pleasure to have you as a supporter of the pod. And if you consider doing so, a huge, huge thank you. Let's jump back into the podcast. Right. Coming back in off the break, we have got a little bit of time to talk about the recent patch. I mean, I think really, Josh, there's nothing major to say on this because it's all sort of bug fixes and even the gameplay stuff is more fixing things than actually anything regarding balancing. I would say,
0: yeah, potentially. I I, I think there was there was one or two like changes to play styles. The driven pass play style. Oh yeah, yeah, got got a slight kind of reduction in its power which felt like a weird one to pinpoint. I I hadn't really noticed it or seen people saying it was that overpowered, whereas, you know, finesse shot, Travellers and that kind of stuff feels like it's maybe a little bit more broken. I think the biggest thing that was missing in it for me, or, or, or that they kind of mentioned, but was fixing the wrong thing was about the ability to quickly change direction when you win a tackle and, you know, it reading the input of your controller after you've won the ball back in the tackle. My problem isn't that. My problem is when I put in a good tackle, winning the ball back. And that, like, I think that's a, the biggest issue that, for me, I want to be fixed. Because it feels like not only after all the things we talked about with R1 dribbling and the, the, the problems defending... If I then do something good defensively, not being rewarded for it, the, the like three tackle tacks that people are talking about is just is horrific. Have you used Blanc? Not yet, no. The raccoon plus
2: means the ball is glued to your foot.
0: I've, I've, but I have like several situations where that thing comes up after I've put in a tackle... And I am not in control of the ball. And there's an attacker running at my back line and Varan stood there with this playstyle thing above his head going, look at me, I'm brilliant. And he doesn't have the ball anymore. you
1: got, you got a fraud raccoon. That's what you got.
2: Yeah. Do you know what we call raccoons in the States? Trash pandas? Trash pandas. Yeah, yeah exactly. We don't have them
1: here, so. We don't really think about raccoons.
2: Well, maybe, I mean... Uh, should we? Should it be officially dubbed the Trash Panda Playstyle? <laughs> yeah. The way you you keep the garbage attacker to your feet.
3: I've been calling it a badger for the last three weeks.
2: <laughs> Wait, why? Why did they Are like and are raccoons very anticipatory animals? I think it's meant to be a fox. I do think it's meant to be a fox. Is it? One hundred percent a badger. A fox is what I initially called it, and then I was told it was a raccoon. A fox would make more sense from a meeting play style. I, I mean, from how it works
1: in game, octopus, maybe. It,
0: lo- it looks quite like Lester Fox is like that kind of, I mean, it might be a raccoon, but raccoon would be like better for, I don't know, like... Collecting garbage? people away. <laughs> Not yeah, in the game, like, you know?
2: Maybe that's what it is. It's like garbage dribbling, and this is like a collector. Oh, yeah. it's a, it's uh, a, that's, that's the explanation I'm
1: going with from now on. This is the deep gameplay insights people come to us for. I think actually, yeah. yeah. Just just search raccoon silhouette. It's a hundred percent a raccoon. Definitely. They've just taken it from like the Noun Project or something, huh? Yeah, it's get probably too far, actually, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I think this is the most important thing we've discussed in FC Twenty Four so far. So if you have any thoughts on this, you know, do get in touch all the usual <laughs> ways at Foot Weekly Pod on Twitter. Uh, you could tweet me at FootWeeklyBen or Japes, of course, at uh, Japes, email footweekly at mail.com. We've got the Pod Priority Questions channel in the supporter Discord, loads of ways. Uh, but anyway, uh, the point I wanted to make is that we are going to get some kind of gameplay balancing patch at some point because this is not gameplay balancing at all. It's just fixes. Uh, the thing you mentioned, Josh, yeah, it, it could just be a fix, really, something that they saw that wasn't intended. Um, but let's whip around and see what people think is the change that they would like to see in a coming gameplay patch. It can be quite contained, small thing, or just more more broadly. I would like to
2: see data that shows why they made the decisions that they made. What I mean is, like, I'm not going to speculate Wait, that's on... not a change. You just want to see proof of... No, 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 no. <laughs> I, like, I'm not going to speculate on, like, the changes across the entire player base because my experience, perhaps, is not that of, like, everyone else's. I would like to see something done with, like, controlled sprint... Mm. or defensive with, like, the left-trigger jockeying. Like, maybe you increase the speed at which defenders can shuffle. But, like, I think for me, the... Like, they have an obscene amount of data. I don't know how they would track, though, the usage of that mechanic. Like, if they're tracking every single button press when in possession, like, dude, show me that data and Mm. say, this R1 mechanic was used... 20% more than we anticipated it being used, we're going to like reduce the effectiveness of it by this much. I, 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 all I want, all I, all I deeply want, I am not going to fault someone for being like right or wrong, but like I want to know that you, like tell me the story of how you got to the conclusion and the change. Mm. This is the, this is the like tweak that they're making now. This is what they might be thinking about in the future, based
1: on that tweak. Yeah, I mean they have done a good job of doing pitch notes, but definitely some kind of nod to the future or uh, look at what might come ahead as a result of changes would be would be really good. Anything from you, Richard? You'd like to see patched?
0: Travellers, <laughs> yeah. short and sweet. What about you, Josh? Completely remove red cards for circle tackles. It just shouldn't be a thing. I like. I. I don't. It is ruining. So many games at the moment.
2: There's occasional situations, though, where I'm like, if you're the last man defender, even yeah. if it's a circle tackle, and you take him out, th- you think about it, and like Veron is trying to chase down Holland and just tries to step in, but he's the
0: last man. Just a yellow? In In real life, I think it should be a red card. I don't trust that we can get an accurate enough understanding of what is a last man tackle within the game. If they can show that they can do that, then yeah, I, I would agree. If you're the last man and you're kind of cynically taking them down, yeah, absolutely, it should be a red card. But the problem is right now, I can do that when somebody's on the byline and it's yeah, counting that's as a red card tackle. So I just sort <laughs> of remove it for circle yep. tackles altogether and slowly build it back in. Yeah, I guess they could counterbalance the whole
1: last man tackle thing by basically making it so that you couldn't be taken out by a standing tackle. And if someone really wanted to take you out, then I guess they'd use a slide tackle. So maybe that's a way uh, of doing it. But uh, I think on that we're going to wrap up. If you'd like more gameplay discussion and tips, then last week's episode was packed full of tactics chat. We shared the tactics we're currently using, and uh, you can check that out along with a bonus episode, a full length episode every single week on the Patreon. It's just three pounds a month to support. And actually, at the moment, there's that seven day free trial, and there's also the thirty six thousand FC point giveaway. So do head over there and check that out and support the pod if you can Uh, just search support for weekly or follow the link in the description of this podcast if you are a supporter a huge thank you for keeping the podcast going and we'll say our goodbyes so first of all richard great to have you back on the podcast thank you very much for coming along
3: thank you very much as always you can find me on all social media at rbookley 98
1: perfect and thank you very much to josh as well it's been good to have you on
3: yeah, it's been good. Um, you know, I,
0: I've, I've picked up a few things. I think I'm going to give him a bit of a go this week. Obviously, he didn't play champs this weekend. So looking forward to a champs.
1: Yeah, yeah definitely the hard tackle is something I'm trying to do more and more. So uh, we'll see how that goes. And Japes as well. Uh, yeah, sorry about the uh, defensive struggles, but I think there'll be lots of listeners out there <laughs> certainly agreeing that it's a struggle. I'd certainly agree myself. Um, and yeah, hopefully they improve this week.
2: I mean, it's all, it's realistically, it's all relative Um, the, with the defensive struggles mm. because I, I'm still like a division, like I, I'm like, I'll be in division one here probably for a little while, but I would say usually I'm in elite by this point. So mm. it's not like I'm struggling that much. I've it. had like an insane <laughs> yeah. drop off. But for me, it's like, I usually I would pride myself on being a quite a strong yeah. defender and that has not been the case. Mm. So hopefully hopefully, I managed to put it together. Uh, if nothing else, I'm gonna just keep putting more midfielders and defenders behind the ball. 5-4-1, here I come. Well,
1: hopefully not, but I guess you'll hear all about that on the podcast. So do subscribe via all the various different podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. And of course on YouTube, if you're listening over there, then do drop a like and leave a comment. It definitely helps out and if you are interested as mentioned before in supporting the podcast for just £3 a month or actually for free for a week then do do that you can just search support for weekly or follow the link in the description of this podcast and a big thank you to all those supporters keeping this podcast going including those icon patrons Dave B Hugh J Coach Fass DJ FIFA Player Alan G Alistair Anthony R Dominic P Rob P Jeff B Michael K Dave B Hugh J, Darren W, Alistair M, Dom P, Rob P, Jeff B, Damon H, Tom B, Adam G, Neil P, Alex M, Jake S, Dan W, Roger D, Lee A, Andrew C, Nishant, Waterman, Dylan H, Adam R, Rob L, Brendan W, Michael K, David G, Jimmy K, Michael B, Aditya S, and Joshua K plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W and Pato Foote for advice and production assistance. Before I leave you just one more thing to add though, FIFA's a bit like life really It has its many ups and its many downs. If you're having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice, support, or even just a friendly chat for anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, have a good one, and I'll catch you on the next podcast.